January 12, 2022. <clears throat> We're in Masechet Sanhedrin and If you count from the top, I think it's 16 lines down, the fourth word on the line, class this morning and throughout the week, is donated in memory of Shilomo ben Sarah, Mr. Sam Katten, Alav Hashalom. The Gemara, if you recall, is in the midst of a debate, a conversation between Abaye and Rava about whether Hazmana Milta. Or hazmana lav milta. The word hazmana means to designate something. If you designate something, in our context specifically for met, for kivura, for someone who's passed away and it's for burial reasons, and as a result, if you actually use it, those matters become asur bahana'ah. What if you just designate it? Which means to say you just designated this will be used for the dead person, but you don't actually do so. Is that milta? Is it sufficient in and of itself to establish that item as being asur bahana'a? You're not allowed to benefit from it any longer? Or do you need to actually use it? Rava says, hazmana lav milta. If you haven't actually used it, so what have you done? You've designated, you've separated, it's not sufficient in terms of giving it a halachic different status. Abaye says, hazmana milta, and the Gemara is in the midst of challenging each of them. And so we continue over here. It says the Gemara, tashema, it's a beraita, which we're going to cite. Nefesh shebenao l'shem hai, mutar bahana'a. I know we generally associate that word nefesh with a soul, but the word nefesh really, vayinathash, is a verb we use by HaKadosh Baruch Hu on the seventh day on Shabbat, means to, uh, uh, so to speak, breathe, right? nishmat hayim, and there's ruach halukim. Anytime we associate anything with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Bereshit, but in general, it's either a wind or it's a breath, of some sort. So nefesh really means breath or breathing or space more specifically. And as a result, when we refer to nefesh, I think the shodesh of nun feshin is to describe something that has space. So it's an enclosed chamber of sorts. Anyway, it's a reference to a burial plot, and I think that's why it's called nefesh. Shebina'o l'shem hai. So you, you, a person built it for a person who's still alive, I guess you imagine they're going to die, and as a result, you built this area which is going to be used for burial, if it has not yet been used for burial, you're allowed to then benefit from that chamber of sorts. What if you added on a layer to it? Uh, and your intention in adding on that layer was for a person who already passed away. So it means the initial chamber was created for a person who's alive. Says the says the But now there's a person who's already deceased, and you're adding on an extra chamber, and you haven't yet put the person in. It appears, oh, you haven't buried them there, but you did it l'shemit asur bahana. Then it's uh, prohibited to get any benefit from it. The Gemara is challenging Rava. Rava, how could you tell me hazmana lav milta that just by designating something it's insufficient unless you actually go through the activity with the action? Over here, it appears that um, if you added dimus, if you added that layer, the shemit, it's asur bahana. Answers. So the piece you added is asur. The original is permitted. permitted. To the extent that the Gemara will follow this whole debate up very quickly with the statement, I think it's of Rafram Bar Papa. It certainly appears, well, the guy who's still alive, he certainly didn't use it. The guy who passed away, you have not used it. That's what it sounds clear. That's why we're challenging Rava. Now, in terms of the additional area, the Gemara will call from Rafram Bar Papa that indeed it's so. It's only the additional area which becomes Asur. And if you want to now, I don't know, use this chamber for storage or you want to go back into it after you already built that, so just take off that additional chamber, the addition, and then use the bottom part. It's only the top part which is causing the problem, which we understand. Hazmana milta, even according 
according to Abaye will only be when I'm dealing with something quote-unquote real. In other words, the person already passed away. If the person hasn't passed away, you're so far removed from that reality, although I've designated it, even Abaye agrees that it's permitted. Correct, correct. If there's, and we're not even there yet, but certainly if there's a dead person there, so then we're dealing with it as being part of the dead person's burial place and as a result, prohibited. If he's dead and buried, that says the Gemara, but Rava has mana milta. As it appears clear that you just built that dimus and it's already Asur Bahana, answers the Gemara, hachab askinan. De Rama be met that you placed already in there. Rama we know from the Gemara in many places. Rame means to place one beraita on top of another, one pasuk on top of another. That's when you ask a contradiction because Rame means to place. So Rama be met you placed a dead person in there already. So Charlie, your question is the response of Rava. Says Rava, you ask me from there? Over there, the circumstances, you already put a dead person in. That's why it's Asubhana. If you just designate it, you just built it, and say, oh, I'm going to use this area for the person who passed away. Hazmana alav miltas. Says the Gemara, if that's so, ihacheh, mai iria hosif, ki lo hosif nameh. Says the Gemara, if that's the case, that you really placed a, a deceased person, a met in there, so why'd you tell me, oh, it's only if you added on that additional chamber, that that's where there's a problem. You don't need to have an additional chamber. You built it initially without any intention, but you placed the person who passed away in there. Asubana, it's exactly what Jeffrey was asking a minute ago. If you place the person in there, it's now Asubana. So you didn't need to give me an extended, unnecessary circumstance of you built it initially and then you added on to it and then it was made for the dead person, but says Rava, and you put the dead person in. So then, of course, it's Asubana. Then it's like any other grave. Any other gravesite is going to be you can't go hang out inside the, to the extent that there's a debate and there's a conversation for another time about the, 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 especially with Hasidim sometimes they have specific candelabra that they have next to a burial place so you're allowed to benefit from those candelabra after all it's being lit for the met how far do we go in terms of extending that kol hashayach lamet is asur bahana. but certainly the burial plot itself the chamber itself is going to be asur bahana. so Rava if your argument is that the person was actually placed in there buried there I didn't need Osif Bamets. Answers, answers the Gemara for Rava. La tzricha af'algav de panier. Lefanot, of course, means to, to move out, to clear out the area, which means to say, says Rava, here's the circumstance if you want it in its entirety. Initially, a person builds a chamber for a person who's alive. Insignificant. Okay, it's significant. You'll use it. You built it. You may pay the money or whatever, but you're allowed to derive benefit from that until a person passes away and is buried. Now you added on a chamber. Now by adding on that chamber and placing the person in there after death, right? It's all taking place after death. You have the second person in the second area. Now, after, even though you disinterred the bones, why do you disinter? I don't know, I found a better burial plot for one reason or another. I now took the body out. Of course, the rabbis don't want us taking the body out. That was made clear from the death ago. But you took the body out. What's the status of that chamber now? Well, it goes like this. If you recall, we saw it yesterday from Rav Hasta that according to Rava, there's no such thing as you just used it and therefore became Asur Bahana. It needs to be a two-pronged reality. It needs to be a Yehud, you separated it, 
and it was used. Remember what the context was for that? It was when you used the, the kerchief or the garment for the tefillin. If you just use it for the tefillin while the tefillin are in there, so you can't use it for other matters. Once you took the tefillin out, so then it's permitted. If, however, you just designated it and didn't use any tefillin in it, Rava said, insignificant, it means nothing. What about you designated it for tefillin and you used it for tefillin? In that circumstance, not similar to our situation as we pointed out yesterday. In our situation, you have cases on the tefillin and so forth, but you literally put your tefillin in there and it was designated for the tefillin, it can now no longer be used for any other matter. That's the case over here. The case is over here in our circumstance, says Rava, I designated that chamber for a person who's already deceased and I used it for the person who's already deceased. You can't get any benefit from that any longer. If I was missing either one of those factors, I would be able to, if I just placed the person there, but it was never designated, while the person's in there, asur bahana'a, when the person is removed, mutar bahana'a. If I just designated and never placed the person, according to Rava, it's fully permitted. Answers Rava, in short, the reason the Beraita has the additional details is to tell you specifically the law when you were mefaneh, when you took the person out. I will tell you, and this, you know, you can, you can correct me if, if somehow you're aware of me being wrong. When we talk about Tashmishek Kedushan, it's come up in this context because we were talking about Tefillin, it'll come up at the very end of the sugya as well. I will tell you that in my mind, the cases of the Tefillin, the cases themselves, that I think is Asubahana'ah. I don't, you know, it's hard to use over here, but sometimes in synagogues where there's tables and people are putting their book and they hold the place with it, I'm not certain you're allowed to do that. I've always been nervous about doing that because I can't understand exactly how that would be permitted. It's not the bag. The bag is already tashmish, the tashmish. How do you like that for? That Okay, so a book on top of a book is already a bit different. It depends. Right, right. So I would say no. I would say no. That's, I, can't, I, I hope I answered accordingly. I've always said that. You're not on top, you're on top of a bag, which is in a bag, which is oh, that's very far removed. But I mean, would I tell you it's derech kabod? I'll leave that up to you. But would I tell you it's asur? I wouldn't say it's asur. Anyways, what's that? That's why you can't throw them out as well. The cases to tefillin are tashmishe kedusha. It's very different than other matters. It's very different than a case for tale. It's a tashmishe kedusha. Lulav is not Tashmishek Kedusha. Tashmishek Kedusha is defined by something that has the name of God in it, right? And it was written Lishma. That's Tefillin, not Tzitzit even. Not, certainly not Lulav. What do they do? They put rocks on top of the Important question. I said I'm going to address it at the end because Bet Yosef deals with that matter in the context of our sugya, but permitting, so don't get too nervous yet. Anyway, says the Gemara, just in closing up this conversation, before we move on to the next roof, says Rafram, so I mentioned to Nathan earlier, in our circumstance, our narrow situation in which you made the additional chamber on top or next to whatever, the initial burial chamber, and we said that's going to be problematic, explained Rava, because you already buried a person in there, but the point is now, is there any Way to benefit any longer? Did I lose chance of using this chamber in general? Says, says Rafram, I'll tell you how to fix the whole thing. Just take that part off. You took that part off and everything's now permitted. You got a problem just by having that area and now you're sharing walls with a person who passed away and was put in there and take it. Just remove everything. Once you removed everything, you've now been matir. Says the Gemara on Tashima, another proof. As long as there's nobody dead in it. Of course, of course. Upinahu said the better, said Rava, that's what our case was. Tashemaha Hosev Kever Le Aviv. 
<coughs> if a person chisels, carves a uh, burial place for his father, which means to say, Hotzev uh, probably is in a cave. So you're carving a place into the wall. It doesn't say, uh, it doesn't talk about being Hotzev, about digging, and rather talks about Hotzev, you're chiseling. But then you changed your mind and you buried your father, or the person buried their father, in a different area. You can no longer, says the Beraita, bury in that plot which you initially carved for your father for eternity. One second, one second. Rava, what are you talking about? You're not allowed to bury for eternity. Did you do anything? He, he was still alive when you did it, the assumption is. You didn't actually use it, the assumption is. That sounds like Hasman Amilta. Answers the Gemara Hata, Mishum Kebodaviv. Answers the Gemara. This is not Medina de Hazmana. This is not according to our regular rules and operations. This is because of the honor of your father. Look at what you did for your father. You chiseled this area for your father. Now you're going to tell me that you're going to use it for other matters, burial for other people? It's not kabodav. It's not honoring your father properly. In other words, this is not a halakha of general practice. It's a specific halakha with regards to your father. Maybe you should go as far as say it's the only way. You, for some reason or another, for some, just determined that you, the person determined to use another burial pipe because it was better. What happens to the initial one? That's <coughs> Nobody may be buried there. Is specifically the son, and it's because of Kabod Aviv, it's inappropriate to take the place of your father. Fascinating. That's how the Mefarshim do learn this? Okay, I understood it always, and maybe it's milashon yikaber as opposed to yikbor. Maybe that's the understanding. Rashi lo yikaber ba alma hazmana miltam ruvavi yesh lachosh aval mishum isure ana alekak yigonim chazav. Okay, do they give you a note and tell you where they got it from? What? No. Yeah, but that's not talking about the... Haben? It says Haben Olamit? No, but I, I don't know if that's... I, I understand that as Harezelo Yikbor Haben Olamit. And as opposed to the sun being... I, I mean, otherwise, what's Olamit? I mean, it's for eternity. It sounds like everyone. Okay, one way or another, either way you slice it, the particulars, I hope we're not in this situation, particulars, either just the sun, as Rabbi Artskol is telling us, or alternatively, just in general, no using it, and the general understanding that I have, it goes as follows. You dug this for your father, you chiseled this for your father, it's now designated for your father's honor. If you put anyone else, certainly if you put yourself there, it's inappropriate, it's Jose uh, Kabot, yeah? No, that's if you do, if you chiseled it for another person as opposed to your father. That's of course that was the sakadatach in our gemara. There's no questioning that. The question is when you did it for your father, and we said it's only for your father, and the kabod is only for your father. Does that mean nobody else should be buried there? Which is my answer, or specifically you? Anyway, says the gemara again. Tashema burying your father elsewhere. Maybe again, yikaber is reflexive. You should not be buried, as opposed to yikbor. It's missing a vav. Bo olamit. 
Uh, okay, answers the Gemara Hatam Mishum Kevoda Aviv. Says the Gemara, I'll prove to you, this is not a general law, this is not a rule in general, that when you designate a spot, like Baye would claim, you can't use it for other matters, I'll prove to you that this was a Yotzeh Menachal, an exception to the rule for the honor of your father. Indeed, so it's Mistabera, it's logical because of what the words at the end of that Beraita present to us. What are the words at the end of the Beraita? How are you going to derive that this is a particular and narrow law with regards to Kibudav? Well, they say the following, Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel Omer, Af ha-chosev avanim le-aviv. We're no longer talking about in the Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel situation, chiseling a burial plot. You're rather chiseling stones with which you're going to build the burial plot. Do you understand? We're a further step removed. Before I go onward in the Gemara, let's remember the very first case which triggered this whole conversation. If you recall, it was weaving clothing to use on a person who passed away for burial. Now, this circumstance of chiseling the burial plot is similar. It's where you're going to place the body of the dead person. However, if I take it a step removed, I'm chiseling stones with which I'm then going to build the burial plot, it's similar to, if we were to begin with our first case, a situation where you spun the thread with which you're then going to weave the garment for the passed away person. Do you understand the, 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 the symmetry over here? We're a step further removed. And nonetheless, the statement over here is in a step further removed, just chiseling the stone, says Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel, says Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel, even the stones which you chiseled with the intention of then building a plot which you never even got to, two steps removed, is still asum. Really? If you're to argue and tell me that this whole issue, that not burying in that plot is specifically and only because of the honor of your father, I understand you'll extend it even to two steps removed where you just chiseled the stones. If you're to argue, as you did, Abaye, that the reason that underlies this case is specifically because you designated it for burial, and that in and of itself is significant to say it's Asur, Tavui la question mark. Tavui, if it, the, the thread was spun in order to de- then be weaved. In other words, even you, Abaye, even the most stringent opinion who says designating is significant, I mean, how far do you tell me designating the thread which I was spinning in the initial stage? And I have in mind, I'm going to use this thread to then weave a garment and then use that with the body. Would Abaye even argue that that's Hasman Amilta? No, no, no. We draw the line similar to and along the lines of what I talked about in the context of the tefillin. Tashmish de tashmish. Similar, not the same thing. But if you're a step removed already, that's where we're more lenient. As a result, the fact that we're stringent over here, just chiseling the stones for your father, in Kibudav, we're Mahmir, we say it's inappropriate, it's Mabisir, it's not, it has the wrong, the wrong imagery, the wrong optics if you're now using it for yourself or for someone else, and as a result, no bearing on our general question is Hazmana Milta. All right, onward. So every proof we've thrown at Rava, he's been able to deflect quite sufficiently, standing strong. Tashema, Kever Hadash, if there's a new burial plot. Mutar bahana'a, you're allowed to benefit from it. You might recall we saw this already. Hitilbon nefil, 
if a dead, a, a baby, called Nephil, died within the first 30 days of, of, of life, is, is hitil, sounds like it was placed in it, asur bahana'a, it's now prohibited in hana'a, says the Gemara, hitil in, lo hitil lo, period. Says Rava, or says the Gemara for Rava, let me just understand the situation again. It's an, what's Keva Hadash means I dug it and have not placed a body there. That's all. Never used. Certainly not designated and not used, because keep in mind, according to Rava, you would need both. That's Keva Hadash. Everybody agrees. Keva Hadash, you didn't designate it, you didn't use it. But what about you used it? For the nephil, for a baby who died, lo alena, within the first 30 days of life. What's the halakha then? Ah, then it's asur bahana. One second, abaye. Abaye, what you tell me again? You told me hazmana milta, just designating the plot. So why does it have to say over here, hitil bo nephil? Hitil, lehatil means the place. Not placed it. If it was nehsav le nephil, if it was nehpar le nephil, if it was just dug up or chiseled with in mind, carved out for the baby who passed away, that in and of itself is sufficient to say it's asubahana. The fact that the Biraita has the words hitil, Hitil bo nefil seems to tell me, the designation in and of itself is insignificant. It has to be a designation. And furthermore, in action, answers the Gemara for Abaye, who hadin? The afagav de lo hitil. Says Abaye, come on. This is even if you didn't place one second. There's extra words in the Beraita. We have to be very particular, especially because it's a debate in Halakha about this matter. The Beraita needs to be very careful with its wording. The fact that it says Hitil, why does it say that? Says Abaye, the only reason the Beraita talks about this fact, which is not relevant, which is not necessary, of placing the dead baby in there, is to to dispel, to exclude the opinion of Rabban Shimon Megamliel. It's to tell you, we disagree with Rashbag. What's Rashbag's opinion? Rashbag's opinion is, and separate conversation, separate masechet to discuss this, but his opinion, just fundamentally in terms of the law, goes as follows. When it, we deal with an adult, or past the 30 days, not a nephil, in that circumstance, if there was burial, and then disinterring, and then removing, so in that circumstance we say the burial plot is now asur bahana'a. However, if it's a nephil, if it's below the age of 30, in la nephil tefisat hakever, it doesn't catch, so to speak, hold on to the place of the burial. The status of the baby in that circumstance after it's passing away is not the same status as a grown or beyond those 30 days status of a person or being who's buried in this area. So says Abayah, the only reason it talks furthermore to tell you, is to tell you, you know something, if the nephil was placed in there and then removed, the burial plot maintains its status. Really? I thought the burial plot doesn't maintain its status if it's a nephil. That's Rabban Shimon Ben Gamliel's opinion. The reason the Baraita mentions this is not to tell you a general law of Hazmana Milta or Hazmana Lav Milta. Even if you didn't place the baby in it, it would be Asur Bahana'a. But what about when you remove the baby from it? Oh, that's the circumstance. If the baby was placed in there, we say, against Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel, that even an Eiffel has the same status as a past-the-day 30 uh, circumstance. And as, as, as Abaye stands strong, Abaye says, you haven't deflected me, you haven't disproved me, you threw one at me, I've been throwing many at you. The Gemara says, all right, we have more against you, Abaye. Tashema, motar hametim lametim, motar hamet liyorshav. The word motar, milashon, uh, yoter, extra, 
Uh, so in other words, the circumstances, we raise money for metim. Metim refers to peoples who have passed away. So we're pe- but raising money for poor people or metim mitzvah in order to deal with their burials. But uh, we have extra money. What do we do with that extra money? Motar ha-metim la-metim. So we give it to other people who passed away. Maybe they're not as needy, maybe they're not in the same circumstance. We have extra money, which was designated when collected for dead people, a general collection. That's where we funnel, that's where we uh, turn that money to. Motar hamet. What if it's for one deceased person? We know one case. So we get up in the knees, we walk around quietly, whatever the circumstances, we collect money for that person. Liorshav, it goes to their descendants. Uh, wait a second. Wait one second. There was extra money you raised. How much did you need? You needed $30,000 for burial and you raised $40,000. The extra $10,000 goes to the family members. One second, Abaye. What, remind me what you told me. You told me when I designate something for a reality, death, which is going to make it asubahana, the designation in and of itself is sufficient to say it's asubahana. So I raised this money. I raised, says Tosafot, maybe more specifically, a got together a donation of a garment. The garment is in my hands now, but it has never been used for that person. I have extra garments. I made, I used one garment, and then I collected an extra garment. What am I gonna do with that extra garment? Give it to the family members. Give it to the family members. It's Abaye, you said hazmana milta. You told me if I designated it for the, the part of the deceased person, it's asubahana. How come over here, we seem to be permitting to use it for the family. The family members shouldn't be able to use it. It's one step removed from the, uh, from the kever. On the kever or on the shrouds, that's the item that's being buried with the person. But the money is going to buy the... Yes, this is Tosafot's question on the left-hand side, the last Tosafot. That's why I was talking about garments oh. as well. And Tosafot is bothered. Tosafot says this is similar. If we're talking about raising money, it's similar to our case of weaving, of, of spinning the thread for the weaving. You're a step removed. The money is then going to purchase the shroud, which is then going to be used for the person. So Safot gives one of two answers. Either we're talking about the actual shroud, that's why I segued into that. Alternatively, says Tosafot, it's a bit different than the, that's right. So it's a bit different than the stones, which are then going to be used to be built, and it's a bit different than the, the, the thread, which was spun. Money is direct. Money you take, and you directly can go and purchase. It's, it's, it's a, seen as a lot more direct than the thread, which then leads to something else. Money is, uh, not so far fetched. Is it? Is it really? You really feel so? But that's right. That's right. But it's not what we would call mehusar ma'aseh other than handing over. That's, that's the second answer of Tosafot. ma'ot The last few lines of Tosafot. Because they're uh, available to purchase with them. Call me there. You can purchase it. So yes, it's a step removed, but how far removed? If I have to weave the garment or I have to hand money into the person, I get the woven garment already. That's the answer. Okay, anyways, here's the circumstance again. Motar ha-metim la-metim. Motar ha-metim The question is on that second line. What are you telling me? The extra money, the extra garment you're allowed to give to the family members? Hazman ha You told me that once I designated it, that in of itself invalidates it. Answers the Gemara for Abaye, it must be 
that I know a little awkward, maybe not a little, maybe a lot awkward. You got up or you approached people, you said, listen, we all know he's passing away, so let's start c- collecting the money for his burial from now. Can't tell you that far-fetched. I, you know, I don't know about any cases of this sort, but that's the circumstance, says the Gemara for Abaye. As a result, Hasmana Milta, that's right, I told you, Hasmana Milta, only after the reality is in place. The person passed away, I'm collecting for them, uh, that Hasmana Milta, the circumstance over here must be that he was still alive. Says the Gemara, Halatane Hare Lotane, we didn't learn Hache like this. Ditnan, listen to the mission. What's that? If he didn't die yet, you can still use it, says the Gemara. But the case of Motar Hamet is explicitly when we defined it long ago in the Mishnah after the death. So as much as it's a beautiful answer, Abaye, it's just not so. Who told you? Ditnan, after all, the Mishnah says explicitly in defining these cases, Motar Hametim Lametim, Motar Hamet Liyorshav. Okay, those are the words of the Mishnah. Now, Vetane Ala, and then the Beraita defines it. Kesad, what's a case of extra for the death and extra for the dead? Gavula metim setam zeumotar hametim. La metim. If you collected for metim stam, the deceased people, the people who don't have the money for burial, that's motar hametim. What's the case? They were dead. La metim. However, gavu lemet It doesn't say le adam ze, it says le met which means the person also already passed away. Alright, it was a nice attempt at a defense. You, you got out of the way of the punch, but the punch really landed right on your face because ultimately speaking, Motar Hamet La Yorshim is actually talking about after the death. Your, your, your defense was, was very valiant, very honorable, but it's wrong. It's explicitly wrong. Says the Gemara, all right, Abaye still has a defense. Ule ta'amich, says Abaye back to the Rava defenders or the, def- the Rava attackers. According to your logic, can we just read a few more lines in that Beraita, in the Mishnah, which defines those laws of Motar Hamitim, Lametim, and Motar Hamet Liorshav? We know those words. The extra when you collect it in a regular collection for those who passed away goes to other people who pass away. When the extra Extra when it's for one person goes to the relatives. There are extra words, there are additional words. Let's just read those words. Bimeir says, You can't touch the extra money which you collected for this one person who's already dead. You can't touch it. Forget about not going to the relatives. You can't touch it until we have clarity. Is an expression which means until we actually have clarity in halacha. Of course, the Gemara challenges and tries to understand what matters. Will Eliyahu clarify? is a pretty important concept. We don't have the heavens clarifying these matters for us, but it's an expression more than anything until we actually get clarity. But fundamentally, to be Meir saying, you can't get benefit from it. Rava, your whole claim is Hazmana Milta. Excuse me, Hazmana Lav Milta. What's Rabbi Meir? Rabbi Meir is against you. Furthermore, Rabbi Natan Omer, Ya'asenu dimus al kivro, o ziluf lifne mitato. Says Rabbi Natan, you know what you could do with this extra money? The relatives can't benefit from it. You could build an extra chamber on top of his, on top of his burial place. Or you could use it to buy wine which you'll then sprinkle in front of him to honor him after his death. But both, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Natan are telling me quite clearly you can't just benefit from it. 
Ah, Rava, you thought you had proof over your husband. I love Milta because you can give it to the relatives. What about Rabbi Meir? What about Rabbi Natan? Clearly, this is far from being simple. So maybe we'll argue it's a mahluket tanaim. Some agree with you and some agree with me, says Abaye. I'm open to that, but at the very least, not everybody agrees that Hasmana love Milta. What the Gemara will go on to define over here in the next few lines, we'll just read the first few words, is that both Abaye and Rava will reread the whole thing to defend themselves, which means to say it's another one of these cases where we <laughs> thought we had a proof, and ultimately speaking, everybody could read their opinion into it. Just read the heading of it. Ela Abaye metares verava metares Both Abaye and Rava will fix up, so to speak, this circumstance, these cases, Rabbi Meir, Binatan, Tanakama, in the circumstance of motar hamet la yorshim, or achiavo eliyahu or yasebo dimus, or yizalef lefanav, to explain it according to their logic. Both of them will have a way of saying, now, all of this works. Everybody agrees hasmana lav milta, rava. Everybody agrees hasmana milta, abaye. Let me explain to you how all these opinions align because this is an out of the ordinary case. We'll address that at the beginning of class tomorrow and hopefully conclude this whole sugya of hasmana milta, hasmana lav milta. Baruch Amen. Amen.